Jobber Nation, welcome to an exclusive JTP Lounge episode. As always, I'm Janelle from HR here with Sir Lucas and Mr. Black, and we have a very fun and exciting guest with us this evening. Um, before we let him introduce himself to everybody listening and watching, um, we do want to thank everyone that came out this past Sunday. I know it felt like we were working an eight-hour shift at Legends, but we thank you guys so much for joining us for AEW's Double or Nothing. Um, we'll be back at Legends this Sunday for Hell in a Cell. Um, so just make sure to RCP for that. Um, and then also, too, we got Black Wrestle Fest Juneteenth weekend. So we want to be able, um, for those that are interested, um, single day tickets will be available starting Monday the 6th. Um, so we understand people may not be able to do both days. So just look out for that. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So without further ado, I'm going to let our lovely and exciting guest, who this is like 8,000 years in the making, apparently, <laughs> um, that has finally joined us. So let everyone know who you are. Oh, well, you guys already know who it is. Big Game Leroy, a big, a big fan of the Jopper Tears podcast, big, big friend to everybody here. Um, and yes, it's been like, I want to say three or four years in the making. I mean, like I've known pretty much all of you guys. I've seen Wilkins in a million different wrestling schools, Hog. TTT. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'll see him every. I see him everywhere. Mr. Black always with the dope energy. You. Yeah, every every wrestling show always telling me that I'm his favorite wrestler, <laughs> which I I I I I have to believe because that man he, he holds it down and then Janelle lovely ravishing always always great energy. So uh, I'm really excited to be here. You know, really excited to do the talkings and stuff. I know this is gonna be. <laughs> First of all, he's he's not lying. Every time he's literally screamed out for you and said, "I love him. He's my favorite." So that is not a lie. That's like, not a rib. I you have to understand. Seeing his journey from Hong being a real young boy, and when he finally won the title, right? get ten Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> This man was caught up. This man is caught up on everything. He, he's, so, he's a day one. A lot yes. of people hopped on. A lot of people hopped on nah. wagon, but this man was day, day one. one. Day oh, one. Like he was like mistreating you. He disrespected you in front of Cody. Come on, dog. Yeah, yeah, I was like, nah, ooh, you get your comments, man. But you got it when you were the championship. The whole arena erupted. He he right. He absolutely right. He absolutely right. It's it's, it's, it's very told. humbling. He told your whole HOG story in one story. Yeah, yeah, he, he got it down for me. I didn't even need to say it. Like, he was right You got for the details, though. Yeah, you have to understand. There's very few wrestlers that I, like, go hard for, man. Very few wrestlers. As you know, I don't like a lot of people. I don't. Yeah. Like, you're one of the few people I like. You, D'Lo Brown, Darius, um, Darius, both Darius, Lockhart, and Carter. Come on, B. Come on, man. That's a pretty high company. Like, I can't even, both Darius's, uh, I, it's so funny. I met Darius Lockhart, like, for the first time, like, two months ago. And, like, he is really? absolutely as cool. Uh, it was uh, the, the fight show uh, in D.C. I think that oh, one. Okay, that was yeah, I was down, yeah, I was down there just to, like, you know, just support and just, like, hang out and he is, it was just great talking with him. Such a intelligent man. Like, it's really intimidating. I was like, dang, like this. Because a lot of people are good at the wrestles, but not everybody's like. <laughs> so, like, when, when, I, when, I, when I talk to people and I realize they actually know what they're talking about instead of just talking a lot of, uh, talking a lot of, you know, whatever. It's like really, really encouraging to me. Because I'm like, oh, you're not just talking about making stuff better. You're actually like knowledgeable in how to make stuff better. And then that inspires me because like, you know, I, you know, I got some goals in wrestling and some of them are selfish, but some of them are like, hey, like, I want wrestling to be better. I want wrestling to be better for people like us, you know, kids who grew up in Bed-Stuy, poor brown kids who are made fun of for, you know, liking wrestling because I didn't, you know, watch basketball and, you know, want to be a basketball player. I wanted to be a pro wrestler for some reason. And, you know, we got to we got to do it for the culture. You know, that's a phrase that's thrown out so much, but genuinely, like, I, that's part of the reason why I do what I do, you know? So talk a little bit about your beginnings. Um, you know, you bring up, of course, the the in, the famous House of Glory um, under Amazing Red. So talk a little bit about what got you in that front door, because that that's not easy by a long shot. Mm -hmm. uh, so I I'm a little different because uh, I started out in wrestling really really young. I was 17 years old when I first started training. 
uh, fresh out of high school, literally, I uh, I graduated high school. And then literally, I think like two days after I graduated, I like searched down the House of Glory Wrestling School. I got lost on my way over there. Um, found the House of Glory Church. There's a church in Ridgewood, glory to God or something like that. And it took me there. Thankfully, it was like only like eight blocks away. But um, I went to the school. I visited um, Brian XL. I'm pretty sure all of you have probably met Brian XL. He was a... Uh, kind of running the things there. And I'm like looking at the ring, like, yo, that's so cool. I had one of my boys with me because we were going to join together. And he's like, yo, you got the money? And I was like, uh, sounds no, about I right. Wanted, I just wanted to check out the school, bro. And he goes, yeah, you, nah, you got to leave. You got to leave. You don't got the money. You got, you can't stay. And I was like, okay. So I left. I came back. I think at the time they were doing like Saturday open rings. So I came back like a Saturday afternoon with the money and I come in, he's watching like an ROH tape. It's just him. The, the, the school is dimly lit. And he's like, yo, I told you, don't come back if you don't got the money. And I was like, no, 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 I got the money this time. And he was like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Let's get this started. So I'm in, uh, I'm in like these Adidas shorts that are a little too short for me. I'm in some Carmelo's because I don't have actual wrestling shoes. <laughs> and I just had like, you know, whatever comfortable shoes I had. And my first day at Hog was just me, you know, uh, bumping for pretty much four or five hours straight because there was no one else there and there was nothing else to do. And, you know, I hit my head like a million times, but yep. I fell in love with it. I fell in love, and you know that's why I grew out the hair because you know cushion, cushion. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Maybe a style yeah. thing, but but no, and uh, it's it's been a journey ever since then. You know, like I spent most of my young life trying to compete with, you know, and I apologize for my language, but grown ass men and women for a spot, and I'm like 17, 18 years old, just trying to hang with them. And I'm like at this point 130 pounds soaking wet, super scrawny. I used to cut gym class. Like I am not. I was probably not the most cut out for wrestling. You know. How old are um, you now? Literally? I am. I am 25 now. I have been in wrestling for about. Ooh. I think July will make eight years. Eight years. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's it's wild. Wait, what high school did you go to? Yeah. Uh, this school called Williamsburg Prep. It's like uh right by it's on Driggs and like not too far from like Bedford Ave on the L train. If OGs of Brooklyn know like the Harry Van Arsdale building, that's where the it's like there's like three oh, schools in there. It was one of the buildings where they, they took it and they made it smaller school. Oh yeah. satellite school. Okay. Yes, satellite exactly. School. Okay. There's like three schools in there. And like I my school was like it was like two floors up and that's where I was. <laughs> but yeah, no, what a, it's it's been a journey. Like it's not weird because now I'm like looked at as someone who kind of knows stuff and it's really weird because i'm just like i still feel like that kid in wrestling but i'm not that kid in wrestling i'm a little bit older i got a little bit of facial hair i got a little bit of chest hair so now it's like dang i guess uh, i guess i'm a little grizzled or something just a little bit. yeah pussy now so i see you <laughs> he probably he might have been getting that before don't do that no 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 he's getting that different kind of pussy he get like, a wrestling pussy he get a ring rap pussy I, that is wow, different. What you got a name? I would never, you know, I would never disrespect anybody who, you know. Like well, that. Well, but, we're but, not even us. Like, we just say, like, we are in the business. <laughs> all the business now. So, yeah. there's so much shit that we listen, know. Listen, listen, listen. listen, listen I, I think I do I think I do well, and that's all I'll say. I think I do well, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> listen, 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 Leroy. You out here going viral. You're featured on different things. We all know the hoes is after you, B. It's okay. It's okay. I, mean, I, got, I, got, I got games to play. I got wrestlers to wrestle. Are you like, a, it's, it's do hard you have to, a true job? Uh, I do. I do. It's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good balance. Um, you know, it's funny because like wrestling does, um, especially like when my good months are good. Wrestling does really take care of a lot of expenses for me. Um, like I do do pretty well with merch, uh, my pro wrestling tees. Um, I haven't been plugging it like crazy, like before, but there'd be times like, especially in the pandemic where wrestling really took care of a lot of my bills. Like it really, really did. And that really? was really awesome. Yeah. Like my, like during the pandemic, my pro wrestling tees, a lot of my merch and stuff was going nuts. And come on, was, son, come on. So isn't he getting money out here, B? He yeah. wrestling, he, he, he on different promotions. You know he getting bitches. Yeah, he getting, yeah, yeah. yeah. He getting bitches. This is the part. I, I didn't know this was the part that you guys would. Oh, well, this is the lounge, so it's going to be a little bit more personal. I'm just saying, Leroy, like, he said on title match. Like, every time I go to titlematch.com, I see Leroy somewhere. 
So and, and you know he do, he do he do a minimum twenty k on the views. Minimum twenty k on the twenty k yeah, on the views. No, I, I, I try, I try, I try. You know. It's so, 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 um, you start off at Hog. How did you and Kenny get involved? Yeah, uh, it's such an interesting thing because I've always said that my career is this perfect mix of like me being in the right place at the right time and just a good enough amount of luck. So I was that kind of student and people don't believe me when I say this, but I don't really care. When I first started at Hog, I think what set me apart was like I started my first two years, at least I can guarantee this. Hog used to be like Tuesdays and Thursdays you train, you it's know, you have beginner class. Okay, cool. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> and it would so beginner class would start at like three o'clock and then would go until like red decides class ends, which I think is still I would hope that's still how it kind of goes. Maybe like by like good. 11, he like, you know, wraps up. So I would be there for beginner class and I would stay and watch advanced class. And so I would be training for essentially six, seven, eight hours sometimes. And then when I started getting to advanced class, I was just training nonstop six, seven, eight hours. And like, you know, I, I, I was just my face was in the grind. I was just always there. And I think so when an opportunity popped up where they were like, hey, we need this crooked referee for an angle of Ken and cash flow, who looks best like a nobody that can fit in as a ref? <laughs> and I, it was me and this other kid who had also been training for a while. And they said, well, that Leroy kid, he really looks like, like unassuming. No one would believe that he's a crooked ref. They'll think he's a legit ref. So I guess, you know, me being a smaller framed kid too and. I had no facial hair. I, I I had the really short haircut. You know, the, the angle was, you know, okay, Leroy's going to come out here. He, it's going to be a last man standing match. Ref's going to take the big ref bump or whatever. And then Leroy's going to come out, start doing the count for the last man standing. But then, nope, stop at nine, rip off the shirt. It's a cash flow shirt. And yep. then, you know, I, I helped Ken win the match. And again, like a little bit of luck. Like that could have been someone else. And remember, uh, I think I was only like about, I wasn't even a full year into my training. I was like eight months in and it was so wild to me because like at the time getting onto shows was really hard. I mean, I'm sure workers can even tell you now it's still really hard to get on shows. So any way you can get on, you take it. Like if I'm I ever, doing backstage, I'm doing backstage commentary. That's how that's, I'm doing on shows. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take it. You got to take it. Like I Dang. think sometimes if I could be Dang, like that little, different that bitter OG or whatever, just a little bit is like, yo, just, just get on. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just get on, make the most of it. And then you can stay on and then you can actually get more because a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm going to get on when it's the right story. I'm like the right story. What, what, who knows when that'll come. If you can get on turn for lack of a better term, turn chicken shit into chicken salad, then people will really have a reason to invest in you. And people will really buy into you because then they see you start from humble beginnings. You know, I am very proud of my journey in wrestling, at least the start, because no one can ever say that I didn't start from like level zero. I started as a as a crooked ref, turned into a young boy and then, you know, grew into who I am now. And it's like explain that young boy part. So for people. Yeah. Who don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, explain yeah. The journey, yeah. So the journey is like so I started off the crooked ref. Uh, I love the angle because it was like I got I got fired from Hog as an official ref, but Ken hired me as a young boy. Love it because like that's the whole MGF Wardlow story. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, we know got it us. you know they got it from us. You know they got it from H. Yeah, of course we're ahead of ahead of our time. Ahead of our time. <laughs> our wrestling so, can be repeated, guys. Don't do nah, that. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Don't take that away because you know House of Glory was the originator. My boy Leroy out here was like a mini warrior. There's evidence. There's video evidence. Video there's video. It's dated. It's dated too. I saw it. They did it first. So I started off as Ken's young boy, which if people don't know wrestling, a young boy is pretty much like a an indentured servant. You're carrying bags. You're doing the wrestler's laundry. So Ken had his whole crew, Ariel and Nix, uh, Peace of Mind, Deo, uh, Mikey Kid, and, you know, Leroy Green, you know, the little young boy who kind of, you know, I carried his little, carried a little water bottle. I would spray Ken when he got too sweaty. I would carry his bags. I would, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, just be there to be his little lackey and stuff, do a little bit of his dirty work. And it was really good for me because I got a lot of experience being in front of genuine crowds and real matches. Like I got to be ringside to a lot of Ken's biggest matches and I got to be a part of those moments. And I got to learn so much at a young age. I was 18, 19. 
you know, being there ringside for him against JT Dunn, Tony Nese, Leo Rush. Like, we're talking about, like, world-traveled best wrestlers in the world conversation people. And at 19 years old, I get to be ringside and I get to learn just by watching this and being around it, you know. And even backstage, like, you know, just being around these wrestlers and picking their brains and stuff, you know. Uh, it, it's it's I can't, I'm immensely blessed. Like I, I never take that stuff for granted because like that could have again very lucky, right time, right place. You know, I, I like to think that I you know worked kind of hard or whatever. And like even then, you know, it's never guaranteed. You know, everybody a lot of, everybody works hard in wrestling. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of luck. Sometimes it takes the right spot, the right position. But man, like that that journey was real. And it's so funny too because then organically very very organically the fans started to kind of like me i don't know why i really don't know why because everybody everybody likes to like someone that they can they have sympathy for so they probably saw how ken was treating you and you deserve better and you could do so much better by yourself so they probably played along with that i mean i'm just assuming because that's how no. I, I would yeah, that's yeah. How i would do it so no I'm for sure a true fan a true fan was watching you all right, dogs. Let me rope you into the story, dog. So I yeah. came in. Because, like, I was just like, yo, don't let him talk to you like that, dog. Like, talk to his face. Like, I was like, yo, he's a bully. I didn't get tight for you, yo, son. Yo, he, he, he was, the money was good. I couldn't. You could say the money was good. Because, yo, I was getting these checks. I know, I know. Once because again, I can relate to that. Once again, Leroy was get, getting his money since day one in wrestling, and the hoes <laughs> were all over him. Exactly. Well, no, no, back then they were with Ken. Back then they were with Ken. But, but, but I, I didn't get those rewards yet. You were getting the groupies that fell off. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> he was getting leftovers. He was getting yeah, the leftovers. But some yeah, leftovers was good too. Don't, don't, uh -huh. Those are leftovers. Yes. No. Look at that Thanksgiving. Look at that Thanksgiving. Is is bomb. No, exactly. She's right. She's right. Pasta the next day because it's marinated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> The next day, that's it. Hit. It that do, it do, it do. It marinates in the sauce, the seasonings. The exactly. I'm just saying, me as a fan, me watching it, it's just like, yo, when you're positioning your life, trying to find yourself, you look like, yo, I can relate to that because people gravitate towards people who have special energy towards them. So people that who are narcissists tend to like, I, right, I know you're going to be lit, but let me try to get off your litness for a little bit. Until like there's no more, and I can relate to that when I, I finally saw the people that who was bossing me around and bullying me. And when you stood up to him, son, a dead ass, a tear came down, son. Like I cried with you. Though. I was like, I'm just saying. So, so my cool. point of view is just like, like you said, it was really organic, and you worked hard. You see that you worked hard, and you took crap for him. I mean, a couple of times you was snuffing, and he was like, Ooh. I was like, Ooh, snuff him, snuff yeah. him, no, it's Yo, the, I, I get goosebumps thinking about a lot of those days. And, like, I, again, I'm blessed because, like, to have such an amazing start in wrestling is, like, kind of wild. And there was a lot of times where, like, I got very, like, down on myself because I was like, oh, man, I don't even know how to top this, you know? Like, early on, Ooh. it was me, Ken, Maddie, and that whole angle. And, like, it was it was really, really good. But there was a period in Hog, too, where I kind of fell off a little bit. And it was kind of hard for me to kind of find a position on the card consistently and stuff. And it was, it was getting difficult, you know, like, uh, you know, and like there was a lot of doubts I had about like if I, if I, because, you know, my mindset with wrestling has always been like, if I can't be excellent at this, then I don't really want to do it. I want to, I want to be the best. I want to be great. I want to be amazing. You know, I, I want to be really good at this and dope at this. And if I feel like I'm not doing that or living up to that or living up to expectations that people have for me, I feel like I'm letting them down. And then to me, it's like, okay, Ooh. then I'd step back. And you know, there was a time period too, like where after the 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 cash low and the can and the young boy stuff, after the after the story finished, I was like, who am I? And that's when I started to dive into the anime and the video games and that stuff because I didn't know who I was besides that story. And it was so fun kind of figuring that out because you see little bits of who I am now, you know, in the process of figuring that out. I would come down with like a little Dragon Ball Z t-shirt. I changed my music to like Rooftop Run from Sonic Generations. I I started, you know, just doing like dorky little things. Like I would do like a little Kawhi thing or like an L and whatever. Just trying to figure stuff out, see, see what sticks, see what people relate with, see what people like. And I think it took me some time. But like once I kind of found the big game, so to speak, you know, like even before the Switch Wrestling, like I changed my name to Big Game when I uh, wrestled Smiley that WrestleMania weekend. And like, 
that was like the match where I felt like I really found who I was. Like with Ken and Maddie, I had good matches with them and it was intense and it was like, you know, but like, I feel like I really found myself with that match with Smiley because it was just an energy, you know, like I'm big game Leroy, you know, every, every match is a big game to me. Every match I go with big game energy, trying to win, trying to set a high score, trying to climb leaderboards, all that stuff. And that's the energy I have to keep, keep with me, you know? And like, I've always said this a million times. I'm like the ninth or 10th video game wrestler on the indies, you know, like there's no originality in that, but if I can find a way to make it fit me, a way to make people relate to what I'm doing, a way to stand out from a TJP and Xavier Woods and ACH, you know, come up with my own stuff, you know, like I still remember like at a hog show, ACH was wrestling and I had, I, I asked him for permission to do the Kamameha. Like <laughs> I was like, yo, dude, do you, is it cool if I do that? Do you do that? And he was like, no go for it, bro. And I'm like, okay, awesome. <laughs> Cause you know, I, I didn't know. And you want to make sure you don't step on toes and you want to find your own path, but you want to make sure you're paying respect to the people who've kind of been doing it longer than you and people who are doing it similar in a similar way to you or similar way you hope to do it or whatever. And, you know, it, it, I, I like, I like that time in my career because even though it was hard, I, I learned so much about myself and so much about like what works in wrestling and kind of the process of that, you know, because then it's like, okay, now it's sink or swim time. If this doesn't work, then I got to go back to the drawing board and try something else. And, you know, uh, once I did that, like I, I was really confident in myself, but then really, really, really struggling to, to get some traction outside of Hawk, you know, because, you know, you get to that point where you're trying to leave the nest and you're trying to, you know, get bookings outside of, uh, outside of New York, outside of your home promotion. And it was hard because it was like, hey, I was wrestling in front of 2000 people, me and Ken, Maddie having good matches. But sometimes they're kind of like, okay, yeah, that's what you did at your home. Who cares? Well, what do you what do you got for me now? And it's like, uh, oh crap, <laughs> I don't got much. I don't know, you know. So you know, uh, people don't really, yeah. Like, and it was a lot of struggles, you know, um, a lot of personal failures and stuff like that. In and out, you know, doubts about if I could eat, if I should even keep wrestling or whatever. And a lot of that stuff motivated me to kind of like, you know, push myself outside. So, you know, I, I think I've said this story a few times, but like um, I did one of the Evolve tryouts. Um, I It was the one with, uh, I think one of the last ones in Brooklyn, uh, September, 2019. Uh, and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa were running it. And it's so funny because I had started doing the Switch Wrestling a little bit in small crowds and local crowds in like PA and New Jersey, 15, 20 people. They liked it. And I was like, okay, this is a cute little thing I got going on. And some people like it and some people laugh at it. Kids love it all the time. And I remember, you know, kind of thinking to myself, should I, should I do that? I, I don't know if I should even do that. I should, they probably want to see a wrestling wrestling match and lock up in a, in a top wrist lock or whatever. And like, I don't know, you know, but then I, I, I kind of thought to myself, you know, like, fuck it. Like if I'm going to go down, let me go down as me. Let me try to be as me as possible and dial it up. So I did the switch wrestling um, out of the corner of my eye. I see Johnny Gargano like losing it, thinking this he is fucking like, pop. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm very proud to say that I got, you know, I got picked for that trial. And there was really talented New York, New Jersey people there. Um, you know, there's a, it's like a who's who of like who's in wrestling right now. And it's really, really awesome. And, you know, like I look up to Johnny Gargano a ton. I don't think that's too big of a secret. You know, there's very, a lot of similarities between me and him, especially the early hog days with me where it was, there was no gimmick or character. It was really just kind of me, you know? And I think, you know, there's a lot that I took away from Johnny Gargano early on. And it was just really cool to feel that full circle of him, you know, picking me for a tryout. Um, I remember crying, like as soon as they picked me because, and Tommaso Ciampa, this thing kind of sticks with me still to this day. And it kind of, uh, this is how I kind of like to push in wrestling. And it's like, he said, there's people in the performance center who get paid too much money and they get to wrestle and they get to live someone's dream and they don't care. You just cried and you just showed just for an opportunity to wrestle on evolve. And there's again, people who get paid who don't have even a little bit of that passion. He said, please, please young man, don't ever lose that passion. Don't ever lose that emotion. Don't Damn, ever lose that sorry. feeling. And yeah. And, you know, that was, you know, and that was amazing. You know, like I had friends and colleagues who also had like tears in their eyes and people who, like were really, really happy for me. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, it's, it's a very grateful, you know, especially cause like the last few months before then a lot of personal stuff, a lot of really difficult things to navigate a lot of doubts in wrestling. Like if I, you know, was good enough or whatever, stuff like that. And every wrestler has that, you know, every wrestler, 
feels that way. I'm not alone in that, you know, but you know, a lot of times you don't get that validation. A lot of times that shit don't, shit doesn't happen. You don't get, you know, I don't want to say that was luck because I, I like to think I got picked for a reason, but you know, like sometimes, you know, you're not blessed to be in a situation like that, you know? So I don't, I try not to take that stuff for granted. Um, the evolve match happened. Uh, I did the switch wrestling. Uh, I had like a little bit of a viral moment with Anthony green and it was like, okay, cool. There's something here. Gabe Sapolsky, who at the time was like, you know, writing for NXT and stuff like that, gave me so much love, so much props. And he was like, kid, you got something there. He's like, I don't know if it'll be the next Orange Cassidy, but there's something really, really different there. And I want you to keep to stay in touch. And I was like, okay, this is, I guess this is who I am. This is something I should really kind of keep messing around with. So now it became the thing of transitioning that into Hog. And it, at first I was kind of nervous because I was like, dang, I hope these fans who've seen me like just wrestle wrestle for like, what? I think at this point, like four years, yeah. will start to kind of like me with this new, very more cartoonish character, especially because, you know, Amazur is it's very urban, very like, you know, to the, to the grind, very like, you know, like, yo, bro, like, come on, like, we the the... Said, this motherfucker said, it's a bunch of niggas in there, but I don't know if you gonna like me. I don't like, know if they're going to take to this. Yeah. yeah, you know, genuinely. So not only did they take to it, like they 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 ate it up and they were like, Yeah, actually, no, this makes sense. Leroy Leroy is into games. I, I could believe that he's gonna do a Hurricane Rado with a switch in his hands. I could believe he's gonna do a drop kick with a switch in his hands. And lo and behold, it, it went viral at Hog. You know, I have all the thanks to uh Hoke, who like it was his clip that made it go viral. Um, obviously it was like a perfect combination because he's used to clips going viral on wrestling Twitter. My clip went viral, like viral, viral, not just like wrestling Twitter viral. Like it was like other countries in the world were talking about it. I literally would get tagged and stuff and I didn't even know the language it was in. And I'm just like, I don't know what this is. I hope they're saying something nice. <laughs> like I really hope. It was so crazy. And then, you know, my life like overnight was wild. I was doing like all these crazy podcasts and stuff. And I was like running around and like getting booked like every single weekend. And I went from a guy who didn't have a full calendar, didn't have a, a, a high rate to, to, to kind of, you know, to be honest. And now really? I was like, oh, yeah, I think at the time I was asking for like, maybe like 40 or 50 bucks. <laughs> Leroy. That's, you, you know, obviously I, 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 I upped it up. I upped it up after the virus. Bro, virus. you're not a rough, man. Chill. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I, guess it, I guess it makes sense because it, on that side of things, there has to be a certain level of value. And it sucks because, like, as an individual, you value yourself up here. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But in dollar signs, that may not be the same level. <laughs> so right, right, right. Things like things that like either go viral, things that keep you hot, things that keep you popping, all adds up to adding to the value of increasing that rate because you got to give the promoter a reason. Give me a reason why exactly. you going viral was the exact reason exactly. why. Exactly. And it was nothing. No one could debate you on that. Yes. And that's the beauty of it. And like, this is kind of my feelings about myself. And I taken it's taken years for me to get this confident myself. But I will say this and very, 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 uh, you know, confidently, like, I, I, I liked the challenge of who I am now, because people see me, and people only know me for this viral clip. So they assume I can't wrestle. And I like that it, it actually, I have a chip on my shoulder. And that's my favorite thing. I'm like, Oh, oh, bet. Because all I did at hog for the first two, three years was fight. Maddie and Ken are two of the hardest hitting guys, like, period. Like, to hang with them, I had to, like, I'm talking, like, gums bleeding on the inside of your mouth, biting your tongue, blood in your mouth every single time you wrestle kind of toughness. I can't describe it more than that. I'm talking going, coming home with chop marks and bruises on your bicep and stuff like that. I wrestled Ken, like, two weeks ago. I was all bruised up. I was all messed up. It was great. It was lovely. I was like, damn, this is just like old times. <laughs> so let me so let me ask you a question. You start going viral, you know, you get yeah. you getting the attention, you getting the love, you getting the hoes. <laughs> we'll keep talking about maybe, this. Maybe maybe not, maybe not in that order, but yeah, you're right. 
Exactly. Exactly. Leroy is out here getting these. We don't keep talking about these holes because Leroy keep denying that he's getting these holes. But I didn't, didn't even deny, deny it. No, I didn't he's even... not denying it. He's just not confirming it. You got to know the difference. Nah, he Janelle, Janelle gets me. Nah, he needs to acknowledge <laughs> that he gets these holes. Acknowledge the holes, Leroy. Okay, I acknowledge the holes. I acknowledge the holes. So, anyways, in all seriousness, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. you know, brand is getting stronger. Mm-hmm. But you know how wrestling is. You know yes. how the old heads are in wrestling. It's that gatekeeping stuff is coming in. So did you get any pushbacks from the older generation? Like, yo, you're doing this Game Boy shit. They probably, they, they didn't even know it was a script. They called it Game Boy. I'm yes. saying that. You know how these old niggas are. No, 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 for sure. They go like the Nintendo. And I'm just like, damn, okay. <laughs> um, no, but also Nintendo kid. That's the thing that's really cool about it, though, is that like, so when I went viral, people always think it's amazing positivity. It's like, no, half of the comments, half of the retweets were people telling me I'm what's wrong with wrestling and I should quit. And it's so funny because I'm actually grateful for Hog and I'm grateful for Red and the, the tough love that he he has. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nigga. It, it's, it's that, like, there's nothing, say, there's nothing but thin, from, t- thick skin here. Nothing but I will say here. from personal experience, I will back you up on this, Leroy. It is genuinely top tier tough love. Yes. Like, it is tough love, like the bottom of a Jamaican woman's feet. And listen, I'm going to tell tell y'all, Wilkins, y'all got him nicer. Like, this is him being nicer. I heard. (laughs) We got, oh. Wait, so, Leroy, what's the, I guess, in the tough love, what's the hardest piece of advice Red gave you? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's hard. If you want to fight him after, that she was like, "Damn, really?" I I think that like, I think it's not even like a single piece of advice. I think the thing that was always toughest, and I've learned this better now. And I, this is the thing that's complicated and tough is that like I was so young in wrestling. I was like young in life, you know. Like everybody, when you start in wrestling, you're young in wrestling. You don't know shit. But I was young in life, so I'm 17, 18, 19, learning bumps, rolls, chain you wrestling. Can't even drink. <laughs> Exactly. I'm doing all this stuff before I can even drink, before I can even vote. And like, it's wild to me, like, because I didn't understand everything he was saying because I was so young. And like, now I understand it like that. And I'm kind of just like, oh, man, like, I wish I got that right away, because then, like, I think our relationship would have been better or I think that things would have been better. And I would have an example. I think that one example was social media. And I think that at the time he felt like social media had to be treated like a PR thing. Like it had to be treated very carefully. Everything you post, everything you share, everything you read. I agree. I and agree. I, I and I didn't fully understand it because part of it was like, you know, you look at Wrestle Twitter and everybody's just bugging out and retweeting this and retweeting that and da 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 da. And I understand it now because big game Leroy became a brand. It's it's an it's 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 an everything, you know, it's who I am, you know, inside and outside, you know, and I try to make sure that people see it in a certain kind of way and give a certain kind of respect to it. You could say I'm a gimmick wrestler or whatever, but I treat this whole thing super, super seriously. I treat it like a discipline. I treat it like whatever. And I think that's what Red was always trying to teach me. There was like times where he would be like, ah, oh, why are you posting that? Or why are you commenting like that? And, you know, this is all under, you know, your wrestling profile. And my wrestling profile was the only social media I had. So, you know, like, that's kind of why it was like that. And it was like, I just want to be a wrestler. I, I don't, I wouldn't have social media if I was a, if I wasn't a wrestler, I'd have like my phone number, five people would have it and that'd be it. You know, I, I'm only a public figure or whatever because I want to be a wrestler. And I know that's part of the gig. That's not what, that's part of what I signed up for. And I, it took me a while. It took me years to understand it. I think vi- going viral also helped me understand it because like I literally had a moment where my phone was going off nonstop for three days in a row. Like it was going so nuts. I literally threw my phone to the other side of my room. Like I don't, I'm, I'm turning this on vibrate, throwing it over there. I don't feel like seeing this no more. <laughs> so you know yeah it's it's so you learn this stuff through experience and i think that he wanted to try to teach you the experiences before you experienced it which i get but i also think that in life like you can you can like learn the stuff just just let the people like learn the stuff like if you think someone's a good person or whatever or if they're gonna be good just let them rock like I look at it as like, oh, let's say you have like a, a daughter or something. And you're like, oh, man, men only want one thing. Stay away from all the men. Stay away from all the men. You know what she's going to do? She's going she gonna to sleep with who she wants to sleep with. She's going to do what she want to do. You have to teach her the right people to be with, the right kind of crew, and the stuff to look out for. You can't just say stay away completely because then 
they're just going to find out themselves and then they can really get messed up and really get hurt and really get traumatized and really go through some stuff. So I, I think me, I think it's a to protect you from yeah. the mistakes he's seen other wrestlers make. Exactly. Because Red's been on that. Red's never been in that, um, that, that like full WWE locker room. He's been on the independent scenes and then and TNA and, you know, impact. So he got the rough, rough part of shit. So yeah. you are right because he was just trying to prevent you from from getting Looking burned. Dumb. Sometimes you got to get burned yourself to understand that that fire is hot. Yeah, and listen, my upbringing is nothing but like you know humbleness and humble situations and stuff. And like I, you know, I I feel it's just so funny because he's tried to protect me so much, and it's like I still went through it, and it's kind of just like, hey, I learned for it, you know, and I'm grateful for my journey, the goods and the bads. Like I don't, you will never hear me bitch or complain about anything about my journey because yeah, it's tough. I'm trying to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Of course, it's going to be hard. Like, it's not supposed to be easy. You know, this is a hard industry. You know, I, I don't, it's always so confusing to me when people act so entitled. And I'm like, wrestling doesn't owe you anything. Like, mm. I love this. I love the work of it. I don't, uh, everything that I ever, all the success I get are blessings and stuff like that. And I, obviously, I feel like I worked to a certain level to get some of that stuff. But it's also just like, yo, like, I'm blessed, you know, and like I, feel grateful, you know, be grateful. I think that's the reason why you've been continuing getting blessed because you are so humble about the industry. Yeah. And you understand that nothing that you're not entitled to anything within the industry. Um, but let's talk about the rise though. How mm -hmm. you 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 rise, you, you get in this these viral moments. How are, are you keeping your left your head level? Throughout this, throughout this process, because you you said something which was important. Good question. Good question. You're getting negative comments as well, so yes. you low key can't get high on your, on your own supply yet, which is your your fame. Mm -hmm. So how are you dealing with that? I I like uh, the way I live life is like I don't ever I didn't be a wrestler so that I could be like hey I'm better than you because I da 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 da, da I can do cool flippy stuff or I can do this or that I didn't I just love wrestling I love making a crowd feel alive I like making people feel happy I like me you know taking people on an emotional roller coaster that's the stuff that I love and that's my focus like that's the mission at hand and when I wrestle I'm just focused on how I can maximize stuff and how I can create moments that make people you know, laugh, smile, feel sad, feel angry, feel happy. And, you know, as long as I can do that, then that's what keeps me level. You know, mm -hmm. people are always going to criticize, you know, like that's kind of part of the game. <laughs> no pun intended. Like that's, that's a part of this. And, you know, I hate to be like that person of like, you got to wear a thick skin, but I see a lot. It's so funny because people accuse me of low key being a Twitter wrestler, but I, I see a lot of these people on Twitter get so upset at fans, get so upset at Twitter, get so upset. And I'm like, y'all are getting yourselves upset. You know, like you don't have to feed into the negativity. You know, there's always going to be someone negative. There's What's always Twitter wrestling? I, I think it's when people assume that you're just on Twitter and that's like you 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 do more Twitter stuff than you do actual wrestling stuff. Um, I, I I think that some people used to think I was like that because of the viral clip because it makes you think, oh, Leroy, just this guy who got a clip on Twitter versus like somebody who had to like wrestle him for a million years and then just like then get their due and then get their uh exposure and you know and it's like i can't control the path i got bro like it sh shit happens life goes that way like what am i supposed to do complain and be like i'm so sorry i went viral like i i also paid my dues for the the first five years of my career i wasn't viral nobody knew who i was like if that's not humility i don't know what is bro i think that's you were like the the illustration of like a reality of people only knowing part of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's 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 where you're at right now in, in, in your like journey because people don't know how it started. People want to see the the part that you blew up on, so they yeah. thought that that was it. No, they for didn't sure. know the background. Yeah, but <laughs> but how has you know and you know all of us have experienced living in this world now that's different with you know COVID. How did COVID affect you as a wrestler? Oh, um, because it there, there's certain, you know, people we've interviewed that they felt like COVID took them to the next level. We have certain people we've talked to that they feel like COVID was a hard, re harsh reality of this may not be the business for me. So how were you able 
to what what did COVID do for you in terms of wrestling? It is Good the most double sided sword ever. Because and now I know this for a fact, and I, I guess this is actually the first time I'm saying, "Oh, you guys are lucky. You guys get this on a podcast for the first time." I shared it on my Instagram story, but I need y'all to understand this. So I'm going to paint y'all a picture. So Gabe Sapolsky has been posting a lot on his Instagram, a lot of like WWE ideas, a lot of stuff, a lot of blah, a lot of whatever. He posted this really interesting thing that one of my boys made me aware of, and so Gabe Sapolsky had a notebook of the full Evolve roster, like that he used every single Evolve show, like the Skulk. Uh, mm-hmm. Austin Theory, Josh Briggs, you know, people who are like now signed or whatever because those were his boys. Mm-hmm. He had another page of people who were up next. And he literally said in his Instagram thing, like, these are the people I wanted to sign to NXT slash Evolve. These are the people I wanted to bring in. You see names like Christian Casanova. You see names like Daniel Garcia. You see Leon Ruff. Uh, uh, yeah, you see uh, Darius Lockhart. And in that list, you also see Big Game Leroy. and it's the most inspiring thing ever but it confirmed my belief that i was this close to getting signed if that pandemic and i always joke with some friends of mine like there's an alternate dimension where the pandemic doesn't oh lord don't start with that because yeah i I gotta i gotta i gotta gotta, so the ultimate dimension i'm I'm just no no no, it's the multiverse it's the other the multiverse so this multiverse speak on it in this multiverse Let's say, so I stay in the Evolve pipeline. I get books for Evolve. It keeps kind of going well. I keep doing my thing. And uh-huh. I get signed to NXT. And it's just like, and then this pandemic doesn't happen. Things are rocking and rolling. You know, pre-pandemic, I was planning on going with like to WrestleMania weekend in Florida to just do the Evolve stuff. All the Evolve shows. Like they were running like four different shows. I had felt really good about getting on for at least one or two of them. And it's kind of wild to me now because I'm like, Bro, like, but then here's the other side. And I'm going to be positive now because, like, I think that everything's in perspective and stuff. And I don't want to be, like, depressing and stuff. Like, oh, man, Lira almost got signed. That was his one big chance. Thanks to the pandemic, you know, I had to, like, spend a lot of time at home, a lot of time to really rethink about, like, how I feel about wrestling and how I feel and what I want out of wrestling. I see a lot of stuff on on this thing, a lot of stuff about, like, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, uh, diversity in wrestling and these issues really being talked about in a way that, like, I didn't know people really cared about. You know what I mean? I, at first, I just, you know, I thought, oh, this is some cloud chasing stuff. But then I see people really want to make a difference. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm still in the indies. I want to make a difference now. I don't want to wait 10 years from now. Wait till I get signed. Wait till I get the bag to try to make a difference then. If I can make a difference now, let's make a difference now. Let's 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 do these black shows. Let's do these for the culture stuff. Let's do these things where we talk about and exemplify and put over talented, marginalized groups. You know, like we can do it. There's no reason why we don't have to. And so I got in, I got, you know, I got really cool with my boy MV. We started collaborating on stuff. We started doing these cinematic matches. We started doing the polyam shows together. And like it, it just it blew my mind because I was like, yo, we can do this on the indie level. It doesn't have to be a company. It doesn't have to be a GCW. It doesn't have to be a beyond. It doesn't have to be whatever. I don't have to wait for them. It could be us, like the talent, the brands. Effie is a brand. MV Young is a brand. Big Game Lee was a brand. We can Darius Lockhart is a brand. You could throw shows around these people. And we can we can we can you know we can be successful too, you know? And that's why I'm like, damn, we we got this. We could do this on this level. And you know, there's ups and downs to it. And sometimes I get like depressed and sometimes I'm like, oh well, damn, like this this shit is hard. But you know, again, it's supposed to be easy, you know. So what's one change that you feel is necessary in wrestling? Uh, I think there has to be a lot more of a unionized front, like both, like just everywhere. Because I think that a lot of times we separate ourselves in cliques and we separate ourselves in these packs and these promotions and these companies. And it's like, it's cool. Like, listen, like, do your thing. Have your friends, have your companies, have your coworkers, have your acquaintances. But it's like, yo, like if we're all like brothers and sisters, you know, if we all black people, if we all marginalized groups, if we're all fans of wrestling, why are we so against each other? Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, we're, there's not really a lot of reasons to. And then when you ask someone, like, yo, what's your beef with that person? They're like, oh, they talk shit about me. Then I ask that person, hey, what's your beef with that guy? They talk shit about me. Well, that's what they said about you. That's what they said about you. Well, they did it first. And then the other person's like, well, they did it first. And I'm like, if I got you to sit down in a room, I think y'all both realize that this is super petty and super dumb. Like, Damn, Leroy, you spitting, my nigga. Like, it's just so, and it's so dumb to me. 
like, and part of it is because like a lot of the stuff that I went through at Hog was so much of stuff like that, where it was like little things that if people just communicated, it'd be solved like that, like easy, like just communicate, like just say, Hey, yo, bro, I have a problem with that. Why you got a problem with that? Cause X, Y, and Z. Oh bro. That was a misunderstanding. That didn't happen. Oh, my bad, bro. We good. We pound. Yeah, we, we good. And that's it. And like literally people will have year long feuds and beefs and personal whatevers for like for the rest of time. And it's like, why? Like I, I listen, like, you know, there's been situations that live rent free in my head, but like I spent so much of the pandemic trying to just un just undo them and kind of just be like, yo, I don't care. Like I love wrestling and like, you know, I could, I could be resentful and I could feel a way about this or that and be like, ah, oh, I never got this opportunity when I was younger in wrestling or, Hey, they picked this person and gave them everything from day one. I didn't get that. And it's like, no, I had to have my path and my path has been pretty good to me. And it's, it continues to be good for me. I've been blessed with some really awesome stuff. And like, you know, I just want to help people, you know, that's part of the reason why I started like helping out at T2T. That's part of the reason why I'm very big on trying to just be what I'm, be what I'm saying I am about. And like, about like, yo, let's, let's, let's make wrestling better. Yo, let's do this or that. Let's really work together on this. You know, it, like, that's why, like, I'm excited to be a part of like Black WrestleFest. That's why I love, you know, trying to help out behind the scenes with like a Black Girl Magic. That's, that's why I want to be a part of this stuff, you know, because it's like, that's the real work. It's easy to just wait to get the bag. It's easy to wait for AEW Dark. It's easy to wait to get signed, you know, and then be like, yeah, hashtag Black Lives Matter. And then that's it. And then there's nothing else. It's so easy to do that. It's a tweet. It takes five seconds. To do the work, though, that shit's really hard. No, that is. So, what? So, all right, let's 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 have a little bit of fun. What's your favorite era of wrestling? Wow, that's there hard. You go. I, I'm biased. So, it's crazy because if you ask me for WWE, I will tell you the Ruthless Aggression era. Like, I think that 2002 through 2007, like, 8, really, really good wrestling. Like, I think it's technically better wrestling than the attitude era because attitude era is a lot of ah, 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 there's not actual a lot of really good wrestling but thank I think, you but thank you know you. And i don't know if that's a hot take but if you ask me the indies oh, the indies it's like i think the uh the indies really really peaked like that era of like from 2000 like i want to say 2007 all the way to like 2014 Mm. Like, I, I think I, I think that, like, that's when the Indies started getting really crazy. Like, Indies started getting bigger and stuff. Because earlier then, all he really had was, like, Ring of Honor and, like, some more local spots. But, like, now it's, like, crazy. Like, let me plug in my laptop. But, like, no, it's, like, I, that's my favorite era. Like, genuinely. What's the, what does the future hold for you, man? You said uh, that yeah. Yeah, you, go on. you've been working on a lot of stuff. So what does the future hold for, for big game Leroy? Mm, mm. well let's see i i can i can i'll do near future uh and then i'll do like distant future since i got like i think we're gonna doing good on time janelle you happy with me you happy with my time before you answer that like i gotta answer this yes. you're baking leroy so what's your favorite favorite wrestling game you know i gotta ask you that oh uh so I, I think like three years ago i would have said no mercy most likely easily but now I think uh, me and my friends have been playing Day of Reckoning, like Day of Reckoning one and two in the pandemic a lot on an emulator. It is so good, so underrated, so much fun. Very good. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got, I think I got to rock with that because I like No Mercy. I got to like relearn it, and like it's like a little bit of like a like every Learning time I play, curve. I feel like I got, I got to get back into it. No Mercy is overrated, B. Why I keep, I keep, I keep Ooh. hyping this shit. But it's the OG. You got to give the respect to the OG. You the, OG the OG is SmackDown Two and, and SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Okay, no those games are really good. Those those games are really good. But No Mercy was the first good wrestling game. It was the first one. Yeah. Like, you got to give the respect. It, you, if you told me it doesn't hold up, I would agree. It, I don't. Think it's real, it, it don't hold up. You got to relearn it. It's a learning curve. It's not super fun to play right now in the modern day. But I think Day of Reckoning is really, really good. And I think it's nah, it, it is. You can, it jump, is, you can it just is. jump into it. It is. I played it last year. My homeboy still got a GameCube. So I played it last year. Really? 
Yeah, and I played that. That should it's that one. Here comes the pain of like the perfect one of perfect wrestling games, in my it's opinion. A, it's a really good like arcadey thing because then you have like the momentum change and everything. Like so, even if you're getting yeah. kicked, you can just hit that momentum change and then boom! Now you got a finisher. Now you're rocking and rolling, and it's it's pretty good, bro. Like it, a lot. Yeah, but 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 everybody keeps loving about No Mercy, like it's the greatest game ever of all time. Like, <laughs> Mikey said WrestleMania 2000. Huh? Oh, WrestleMania 2000. Said, WrestleMania 2000. That's what he just said. Nah. Yeah, I, 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 it's not bad. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. I'll give it some respect, but. Um, oh, so that's what he said. Or WCW NWO Revenge. Ooh, that one is good. That one's good. I, I, I only played it when I was a kid. Oh. Definitely WrestleMania 2000. Oh. Man, Leroy died. <laughs> oh man, oh. I died. Dang, I died. That's crazy. But nah, like, <laughs> but nah, like seriously though, it's just like it's one of those things where like you don't know if it holds up because you were a kid and you just kind of liked everything wrestling when you were a kid. So it's like I gotta replay it. I gotta replay it for sure. Um But what's it but what, what does the future hold for, for big game Leroy though? Yes. Yes. So near go. future, uh, I have this weekend. I actually have I have a pretty decent calendar for the rest of for the next month or so. Got a lot of a lot of fun stuff. I got Invictus this uh, this Saturday. Invictus and Tessa Strength Wrestling collab show in Connecticut. Lots of lots of fun. Okay. You, can, okay. you can make the trip, show out, show support to all the people who are going to listen in here. Uh, after that, I have a, a little bit of an underground show. That's all I can say. Underground That's illegal show. Yeah, yeah, we had a show. Understand. <laughs> We understand. Yeah. Don't even play. We get it. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Black Russell Fest, <laughs> which I will be doing meet and greets. I will be uh, host, helping host a video game tournament, which is very, very exciting for me because I have not been able to do something like that ever. And that's really, really Big cool. energy. Big thick hell, energy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then I think after that, I will be in Rhode Island, I think, June 29th for Fight Life Pro, which which should be really exciting. It's going to be my first time On a Wednesday? Island. On a Wednesday. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we love that. You know, I hear it's gonna be like a party and everything too afterwards. So I mean, why not? Why not get? Why not get? Why not get messed up on a Wednesday? Who knows? Come watch some wrestling. Get messed up. And then um, you know, I have done that before a couple of times. So yeah, it's summer. It's summer now. Why not? You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the long term, you know, I, I still have a lot of goals in wrestling. Um, I've been really enjoying like kind of helping out and teaching. It's been really really cool. I I, I only started doing it to, to help. Because you know the the school needed the help, but like uh, I've been really grateful to kind of be under T two T and kind of been like helping mold the next generation of people and kind of seeing some of those kids start to like do their thing and stuff has been really really inspired and really really cool. It keeps me motivated because they're like, hey, Leroy, let's do this, let's do that, and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 let's do that because it, it keeps you motivated. Um, of course, I have goals. You know, I I would be lying if I didn't say I wanted to be signed or be on TV or something like that. Again, though, I, I'm, I'm focused on what I'm doing here now, like on the indies. I love telling stories. Um, I know I don't have a ton of time left, but I, I know a lot of you guys were there. Well, for the, uh, go ahead, go ahead, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So that, okay. And like, you know, I, I right now I'm just really excited to just tell stories and, and kind of have the matches that I want to have. I think that I've had this really, really good streak of just being who I say I am and kind of fulfilling that and kind of reproving to myself that, yeah, no – I was viewed here and maybe people kind of did that to me because a lot of other people kind of kept coming up and they kind of kept doing that to me. But now I'm like, no, I'm here, bro. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. And it's been really cool. You know, I just came back from Canada last weekend. That was an amazing trip. Very validating to kind of come out in a venue. Like I, you know, I wrestled in Canada like once right before the pandemic, but that wasn't like a real, real wrestling wrestling show with like hardcore wrestling fans. And to come out in this show in a new, in a new country, essentially, and have big game Lior trance in your entrance is like nuts to me. Like I'm forever blessed. Cause like, dude, like that's wild. Like I'm like, I'm not even from here, bro. I drove like nine hours to get here and y'all are chanting for me and acting like I belong. Like that's wild. And it's like, that's the stuff that you can't argue against. Like, listen, I might not be your cup of tea, you know, big game leader. I might not be like your favorite wrestler or whatever. Mr. Black would disagree and fight for me. But if I'm not your cup of tea, that's fine. But there's no doubt that the spot that I have now I've earned, I fought for. And listen, you know, I've proven it against some of the best in wrestling, you know? I've got well, low key to play video games. I wrestled Danhausen. Who's, who's next on the list, though? Who's next on? Yes. The I want to wrestle 
and play video games with Liz? Ugh, the first one that always comes to mind is Trisha Dora. You know, uh, that that that, that Pan African diaspora championship. You know, it's really it's a really pretty championship. And I I, I lost my Invictus title, and I feel like there's a vacancy here on the on the waist. And I I think uh, I think she's held it for a very long time. You know, and maybe maybe very. this time. Maybe it's time, you know, we, 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 we you know, uh, and she's not going to pass the torch, but, you know, maybe someone's got to, like, politely pull the torch out of her hand. <laughs> um, I, she's up there. Um, another fellow, uh, I, I would say there's a weird respect with Darius Carter. Uh, he's, me and him have traveled in the same circles for quite some time, shared a lot of the same locker rooms. And that homie's been talking a lot of smack about, like, how he's the ultimate boss battle, how he would stop the switch out of my hands and, you know, I, I, I like it. I like myself a challenge like that. You know, I like myself a challenge like that. You know, he be talking brazy. He be talking brazy. So you know, I, you know, I always okay. say, put up, shut up, put a control in your okay. hands. Let's go. Let's play. So okay. damn. So he, he just called himself M Bison. Okay. Ooh, he's M Bison type of character though. Like he's M Bison type of nah, Darius Carter's legit. He is legit. He's cheating too. So just like M Bison. So they both cheat. So it makes sense. Yes, yes. Every shortcut in the book, Darius will find it. But I, I think I got a few tricks up my sleeve, so I wouldn't be too scared about that. Hmm. I wouldn't mind for that. I, I know we're almost done, but I just want to let you know, Leroy. Like, if you were just a viral moment and couldn't wrestle, you wouldn't still be wrestling. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I appreciate that. I. I feel like, and I, this is the thing that's so weird about it is like, I didn't never, I have a chip on my shoulder. Keep and it. So, and, and like, that's what motivates me to keep going, but you don't let it overwhelm you. Cause then you just get bitter and you get jaded and then you don't, you stop being you. So it's like, I still love wrestling. I still love the peoples. I still love the fans. Yeah, you know, there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. You know, there's going to be, you know, dickheads and life or whatever. But as long as you stay, you know, true to who you are, as long as you keep doing the work, like, what can they say? Like, I could sit here and doubt myself, but ain't nobody going to tell me. I've, I've been in the game for eight years. You know, I, I spent the first two years of my life in wrestling just grinding. I didn't know if there was going to be a show. I didn't know if there was going to be an opportunity. I worked hard just because I wanted to be good at this, not because I needed a, a reward or, hey, you're going to get on a hog show at the end of the month if you keep working hard like a carrot dangling. And it's like, no, nah, I don't care about that. I'm going to work hard. Is an opportunity for me? Okay, bet. I'll take whatever. I don't care. I'm going to still keep training. I'm going to still work. You know, I might not be there anymore, but I'm always training. I'm always working. And, you know, now it's kind of cool because now I kind of like it, it's cool to feel like your work is inspiring others. Because now it's like now I'm at the point where people are like, hey, I, I like wrestling because of you or, hey, I came to the show because of you. And it's like, dang, that's 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 nuts. Like, I don't I still don't view myself on that level. But, you know, I what am I going to tell people they're wrong for how they feel, you know? <laughs> Right. Leroy says, "Suck my dick." I've been in the game so for Leroy eight years. Did not say that, but that was the intent. Nah, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This said, "Suck my dick from the back." That's what he said. <laughs> oh, That's bad. exactly what he said. The back. He said yeah. "Suck my dick from the back." I've been in the game for eight years. Stop hating on me. That niggas <laughs> bums. That niggas never went viral like me. You know what I mean? And I'm still I'm here. Yo, yo, yo. I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna say it though, let me let me. We gotta do it right. If, I, if we're gonna do the Wilkins thing, we'll, we'll end up like this. Like, listen, I've been in the game for eight years. Evolve. AW Dark, CCW and it's Prime, House of Hardcore, Loki, Danhausen, your favorite wrestler on TV. They respect me. Ask the Daniel Garcias. Ask the Lee Moriarty's. Ask a who's who. They know I'm legit. They know I'm legit. I don't tweet about it. I don't tweet about it. I just I just play games and wrestle, bro. I keep my mouth shut. This nigga says suck my dick. I'm the one of the. Before we do wrap it up, because we did not say that. Um, I have one last question. When you were a kid watching wrestling, who was the one character that caught your eye first? Uh, it's so funny because I always say I started watching wrestling because of The Rock. Um, I don't remember what he was doing, but he was just so charismatic. Charismatic. He was just so funny. When I started watching, watching though, it was always Rey Mysterio who caught my eye because Rey Mysterio was like a legit superhero, and I was like, was, oh, that's yeah. nuts. And I'm like, I, I remember he would do like the Flash or Spider Man, and I was like, dang, this guy's cool, you know. And like, you know, it's, it's something to see in like because it was something people. he related to. Yeah, relatable happens even when we were at the Evictor show, and you and Ken did y'all went at it. Yo, and yeah, it got me, which I love, and I think it's more now because I'm older. Is when I see little kids enjoy that stuff because I wasn't. Yeah. 
I wasn't lucky. And I can say most of us probably were not as lucky of going to an independent show at seven. Yes. And was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, larger than life. Like, we didn't have those experiences. So to see kids today being able to have those type of experiences is dope. So it was one thing where I think either Ken had the switch or something. He hit it, yeah. He was like, no, it's over there. It's go get it. Like, he was helping Leroy in the match. And I was like, this is what it's about. Like, it's not about making moments. Well, Leroy's John Cena over B. Yeah, it it was not. In that small moment, it was like, it's not about any of the backstage bullshit. It was like, you had a kid connected with a kid that's never seen you. And you've never seen them, but they were like, nah, the moment you came out and you came up with that switch, they was like, oh, no, nah, that's the homie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I see, know. See, that see, is, see, now, see, every yeah. time I see him, I'm going to cheer for him because he had the switch. Yeah, you see, no. you see? Because big game, like big game Leo says, suck my dick. I sell merch. I go viral. And I wrestle one of your favorite wrestlers. Mm. And I'm your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. <laughs> I'm shocked no one has really come out like really like balls on the wall with that one. Cause that's like Yeah, I feel like I've heard a few people say it, but nobody committed to it. No one has like right. No one's like took a full pledge. And it's like see, yeah, the first time I ever seen a switch in hand kicking ass, I respect you. Yeah, thank you. Respect game recognizes game. Game recognizes game. And I know I don't got it. So I was just see what Leroy just said. He said, Look at my fans. Suck my dick. (laughs) Anyway, any last questions? I'm gonna name it this episode SMD. Yeah. Just put that on the on the wall like this. Yeah, yeah. They gotta watch the episode for that. Let them let them let them get into it. See, okay, so it's important that y'all gotta clip that right because it, it'll be times where well they'll post clips and yeah. people will just run with that and it's like no, you didn't hear us. That's not what we said. Nah, we put before. in we put in that. I'm putting uh, this in the caption. <laughs> Big Game Boy said SMD to my haters. Cause I'm, cause I'm that nigga. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't, you ain't me. Yo, I, I, mean, I gotta, get, I gotta get Wilkins as my manager. Like Wilkins, Wilkins gonna gas me up. I'm gonna be like, yeah, yo, yo, Wilkins right, Wilkins right. Hey, yeah, yeah, we got this, we got this. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Here at the Java Tears Network, we produce managers, referees, promoters, owners. Yes. You name it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just said, suck my dick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think everybody just said that. That that was a good flex for everybody. I love that. All right, I mean, all right. you know, and I think that's important. I think that's what keeps all of us humble, though. I will say is yeah. that we can all low-key flex, but we don't because it's not who we are. It's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. So I think, once again, the work will speak for itself. I think, once again, eight years in the game is so much more left for you to do. So we're excited <laughs> to see the next chapter. And big game another eight game. another eight years going viral. <laughs> being your favorite years. wrestler's favorite wrestler. <laughs> big game no. Leroy. No, let anyway. them know who, let, let them know where they where they can find you, Big Game Leroy. Right. Big let game. everyone know your social media and, and once again any upcoming shows you have. That goes viral. Oh, I mean, you gotta you gotta come in person, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Big Game Leroy. You can add me on Facebook if people still use Facebook. Leroy Green. For some reason, Zuckerberg won't let me get rid of the green. You know, I try I traded it into GameStop for a, for a video game a few years ago. So, but you know, whatever. You know, wait, is, it? is that your real last name, Green? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> No, Look, I think now you don't. Now you don't broke kayfabe for him. Now continue on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss. I'm sorry. You know, I was I was trained by Riot. You know, Mocus can tell you kayfabe is real with me, bro. Like I might wrestle with a video game, but there's a lot of the, the you know, there's a lot of stuff that you, you gotta you gotta keep some stuff, you know, kind of like that. You know, Wilkins, yeah. Wilkins, you tell him, you tell him, Wilkins. Yeah, big game leader would be like, you can't let the, can't let everybody know how to how to make the sauce. Like, I'm just saying, though, like, this is like my Yokozuna mode, because if I know it's not Japanese, like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but or, she still ate the sauce, time, though. She still ate the sauce with the pasta, though. She still ate the sauce with the pasta. I had um, kayfabe for my boss and one of my other colleagues about, um, about Scott Hall. It was the funniest thing. Oh, It was wow. like, he's Spanish. He's Cuban. Ooh. What do you mean? I said, I'm half Cuban. He is not. <laughs> Like, what are we Dang. talking about? Guys? That's wild. Oh, okay. You, you yeah, ruined we try it. To yeah. keep but it was by accident. I promise. It was by, I didn't mean to. Be It'd be like that. Well, It'd be like that. Well, the well, back, you know. Well, you know, like 
there's like certain things that certain like lion being a real lion, man. That man's real, like he's a walking lion, man. Like like I met a real lion before. Yeah, you that's lion. To, yo, you want to see his friends? You got to go to the Bronx Zoo, bro. Like <laughs> that's that's facts. That's facts. I am. I'm done with shots a lot. Yo, you saw lion at the baseball game? Yo, like yes. like like I hope that no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have known Lions like Mets? Yeah. Let's go Mets, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we were, he lives we were, in the Bronx, so that was weird, but whatever. Yeah, Leroy. I was like, be a Yankee fan? <laughs> right. Leroy, thank you. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Man. Thank you. No, as seriously, thank as, you guys. As much as you've been wanting to come on, we've definitely been wanting you to have and just, just have your moment to talk about you. Um, oh, we're so you. excited. You know, we've always we've seen your rise at HOG. So to now see the next chapter for you is really, really dope. So we definitely wish you nothing but the best. And any way we can always help and support you, please let us know. Absolutely. I mean, but, I'll see you guys. I'll be seeing you guys, you know, yes, Black no, WrestleFest, uh, everything. Big Game Leroy will be at Black WrestleFest. He will be at the game tournament. He also will be on Nick Shin's panel. So make sure to come out and support that. That's Saturday. Shout out to Big Homie Big Shin, the first yes. Black Rock. Yes, yes, yes. Nick Shin's the homie. Yes. yes. That's right. the guy. That's actually who. Nick actually asked me that the other day. He was like, why haven't I been on? I was like, I don't know. Like, oh, well, so, y'all, oh, so y'all, y'all, got, y'all got more people y'all gotta get on. Yeah, like, but it's so funny because people can come like, it, it's weird because it's not like we forget or we don't want them on, but it's you gotta like, remind us. You just gotta tell us, like, yeah, if you wanna come like, on. It's okay, it's like, two weeks in the year. The niggas can't be on every episode. Correct. So we gotta pick and choose. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. once again, thanks to Big Game Leroy for joining us on this special Thank Tuesday you. night um, JTP Lounge episode. Make sure once again to follow him on all social media. Make sure to um, make sure to check him out at Black Wrestle Fest um, Juneteenth weekend um, here in Brooklyn, New York. Um, as always, I'm Janelle. So make sure I'm here with Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black. Hashtag Black Excellence. We are out. <laughs>